rum night. It is rum night. <laughs> Date night and rum night. Date yes. night, rum night, family quiz night. It's, it's a stacked weekend, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's going to be a busy evening. And also, you might be able to hear it in the background that someone has decided that he doesn't want to go to sleep. So, sleepless night as well. So, we might have to pause the podcast at various points to go and make sure he's all right. Do you know what the joy of podcasting is? What? That you can edit out when you need to pause things. Oh, yes, I know, but still. <laughs> it's really difficult to edit. <laughs> it takes ages. So, we were we had a drum... We, <laughs> we had a drum night. <laughs> and this is why, this is why, everybody, I said to Mark... Let's do the podcast earlier than we anticipated doing it because we've only had two rums. So it's, it's we had a rum night that was cancelled this week. It's like rum tasting. Wasn't yeah, it? it was your Christmas present, wasn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. Or was it well one of the? Well, two. I was trying to. Th- I was trying to remember that. I'm glad you don't remember because I don't remember either. It, I got you a gift at some point yes, in the back end of last year. Yeah, um, and yeah, it was cancelled. So we are having our own. Elena's printed out tasting notes for a variety of rooms that we have in the house. You can tell that I'm used to doing these interactive practical workshops because I've gone full on lecturer. And then it's quizzing me about which one's which. I mean, a lot of them are just the same flavours yeah. mixed around. Notes of caramel, aroma of spice. Yeah. Kind of all Vanilla, of yeah. But you've got the last one right. The one that I've just poured you. Which you've was 50-50. Got... Yeah, well. But you were very decisive with it. Yes. You're very, though, that is a Cuban rum. So, yeah, thank you, Julia, for the Cuban rum. It is lovely. Mark mm. is enjoying it. I am very much, thank you. So, I have some good news. Is it news you've shared with me already, or is this, have you saved this for the podcast? Yes, yes, no, you do know about it already, so right? you clearly don't consider this good news. Okay. We are now on Google Podcasts. <gasps> we, are, oh <laughs> we are now on Google Podcasts. The arbitrary way that Google allocates whether podcasts are worthy of their platform uh, has clicked around and we are on. And it's quite exciting, isn't it? Because when you Google us, like, and you put us into Google, yeah. it comes straight up. Yes, and you can click on the links. Yeah. Like I'm sure no one uses Google Podcasts, well. I don't. But the best bit about it is, so they've got some AI that sort of scans the show notes and tells you what it's about. So the first episode, it said that we were talking about The Mandalorian and Westworld and stuff like that. So a little box comes up underneath, doesn't it? With the, it's almost like a link to the a wiki link to page. a link to googling the thing that's yeah. talking about. Um. So last week's uh, was apparently a podcast about Jim Bowen. <laughs> so there was a <laughs> underneath there was just a little box with you know click on this and you can learn all about Jim Bowen. And episode three was all about Harold Bishop. Excellent. <laughs> then Nasty Nick, Nick, um, what's his name? Nick Bateman. That's it, Nick Bateman came up, Nick Bateman. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So nothing about the TV and the films, you know, it didn't pick up Pete's Dragon, it didn't pick up High School Musical. Nope. But uh, it picked up Nasty Nick and Jim Bowen. Yeah, maybe we... <laughs> well, no one uses Google Podcasts, I'm pretty certain. So. Okay. Well, no one's used it yet, so... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see the Google Podcasts flooding in from this point and then we'll rue the day we said nobody uses Google Podcasts. Prove me wrong, kids. Prove me wrong. Yeah, but with that, oh, thank you for putting us on Google Podcasts because I know it was something that you were very, very keen on. No, it wasn't necessarily something I was keen on. It was something well, you that... were a bit obsessed about it. Oh yeah, it was. It, I wasn't keen on it until they like wouldn't let us on, <laughs> and did they throw a six to start system of you need to put this in your music feed? No idea how I did that. Just followed some instructions. But yes, we are now on Google Podcasts. So, so please carry on listening the exact way that you normally do <laughs> yeah. and. Uh... 
oh, you might want to try a Google podcast. And then Mark will get really excited when he sees on the stats that someone's listened <laughs> through the thing that he has enabled. Should we talk television? Let's talk television before you drink any more of that rum. Yeah. <laughs> watching television, watching television. Talking talking television, television, watching, watching television, watching television, watching television. So, what do you want to talk about first? Should we do the Mandalorian? Because we finished the Mandalorian today. Disney Plus were clever with that. Mm-hmm. If you signed up on the first day that Disney Plus came out and got your seven-day free trial, your thing renewed the day before the last episode came out. So oh. we've got another month of Disney Have Plus, we? Right. despite having seen everything we really want to see. I've, um, Rise of Skywalker is out on the 4th of May. May the 4th be with you. I've seen everything I need to see. I'd like to watch it again. And <laughs> if we're paying for it, if we're paying for Disney Plus, I'm watching it. <sighs> Me and Blake will watch it. It'll be fine. I'll introduce him to... No. No, that's not the way to introduce him to Star Wars, is it? No. The only way no. to introduce him to Star Wars is with the new hope. Maybe the one with the Ewoks. Try that one first. <laughs> divorce. <laughs> divorce. Divorce. So, yeah. So we finished off Mandalorian this yeah. morning. What were your thoughts on the season as a whole? So it's interesting to come back to it, isn't it? Because previously on the podcast, we've talked about a couple of episodes that we've seen Mm. of new things that are on, older TV shows, which have been out for ages. We've talked about the season as a whole because it's been a long time and we've finished them. So, for example, we talked about Man in the High Castle. You talked, well, I talked about Man in the High Castle. You talked about Justified. Yeah. Because they had finished a while ago and there were seasons or series, whichever way you want to put it, that had completed a while back. Mm. But we've not talked about something that's brand new that's come out recently where we've completed it. I mean, I'm sure everyone else has completed it ages ago. Yeah. And we're the last to complete The Mandalorian, but we got there in the end. Yes. Um, Let me start with the good points. Okay. I think there was some excellent world building places that they went to felt real they felt grounded you could feel the dust in your hands the soil you know you could really sense that it was physical they were physical locations rather than cgi Hmm. ports space ports Uh, the characters were sometimes broad i'm talking about you carl weathers but i did feel genuine emotion at certain character points whether they were fighting or whether they were having quiet discussion, I really enjoyed the people who we met on this Mandalorian journey. Because the style of the show, it's, it's in chapters, and we've talked about that before, didn't we, on, on one of the earlier podcasts, where they're almost like standalone chapters. Hmm. You could watch them alone and you'd kind of get the point. You wouldn't necessarily need to see everything from the beginning. There's only really the last two episodes, the first two episodes and the last two episodes, I would say, sort of directly follow on from each other. Mm. Uh, the four in the middle felt quite standalone. Yeah. All the characters were met that came back later on. Well, this was what I was going to say. Some of those characters, we they didn't come back. I mean, some did. Um, some people who we... You could tell they were meant to be in the show for longer than they were. You knew they were ret- going to be returning characters, mm. but some in the, in the middle were only there for that one episode, and I found that to be a shame because I felt that I wanted to go back to them and learn a bit more about them and see his interaction with those characters. Having said that, we know there's going to be a season two. Yes. And I'm absolutely sure that a number of those characters will, will, will see them again. Who are you thinking in particular? Well, I don't want to spoil anything. 
I mean, there's nothing. Okay. I mean, there's nothing really to be spoiled. I mean, is it guest stars that you were talking? Yeah, about? guest stars. You know, people who were adversaries. Yeah, it's difficult for me to say anything without. I don't think... I don't want to say the character, the actors' names either, because we sat for quite a while in one episode looking up mm. who the people were because they were in costume, and I was really happy when I got a couple of them, and one of them, I I wouldn't have guessed. For a million years that this particular actor was you know underneath all the costuming so okay yeah okay. i'll just leave it at that i think you know there'll be there's some people who popped up for an episode who i would like to see come mm. back okay i i think i'm i think i was more positive on this than you were mm. uh i love this i think it looked absolutely beautiful and really interesting directors people like bryce dallas howard mm. um directed an episode and mm. i've not known her direct anything before but mm. she, like we didn't realize it was sort of it looked beautiful mm. and then sort of her name popped up at the end it was like, oh okay mm. i did tell you she was gonna be in it because i made the joke about ron howard last time do you not remember that no, no, you don't. You said looking at your tablet and tapping I remember, the screen. I, I remember you saying, and her dad. Um, <laughs> so you remember the bit leading up to the punchline of the joke, but yes, not the, I remember the joke. I don't the, remember the context of. <laughs> and Taika Waititi as well. Yes. He popped up. Um, a number of um, women directors as well, which was uh, good to see. Yeah, there was one episode which I think passed me by a bit. Mm-hmm. The one with Jake Cannavale. Oh, right, okay, yeah. That's interesting, isn't it, that I'm trying to remember what that episode was. Yeah. I felt there was... Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think in that episode there was more... I felt there was going to be more to it, and then there wasn't. Mm. Or um, there was going to be more of a payoff, and there, yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, that seemed to be kind of left behind a mm. bit. Um, there's an episode where they're doing a prison break, which I thought mm. was excellent, really good characters, and I think that's mm. the one where there's a lot of guest stars mm-hmm. that you wouldn't necessarily recognise. Yeah. The episode where he visits a village mm-hmm. um meets a character that comes back later mm-hmm. um i thought was really strong really good really good emotional performance mm-hmm. it must be hard for pedro pascal to sort of because he's doing it very deadpan mm-hmm. he's not able to show facial features mm. but you got his feelings yes a lot of body um, language yeah but you're getting that from another character who is his mute as well. Well, not mute. She, he's the the character is gurgling and making cooing noises. But you know there is another character who also cannot cannot speak. Let's not forget one of the greatest characters of all time. That's so. right. That's <laughs> as you proclaimed. Yes. And they have a beautiful relationship. And actually, that's where I found a lot of the emotion between those two those mm. two characters. And we're still not going to talk about who this this character this this cute character is that we that we're speaking about because I still you know you don't want to you don't want to spoil the it child. For the, the child that's name. what they called yes. it is the child the asset. yeah I mean the child is the cutest thing I, I've ever seen even more than our son <laughs> well I think the problem is because of the big eyes he looks like him yeah so we can, every time something comes up and because it's a child every time something comes up on this show where like someone hit the child today and both of us were like oh my god like really like ah. um so you're up for season two when it comes out well i haven't got to my bad points yet oh you've let me do my good points okay and then you've told me what you think so now i'm gonna do my bad points i don't consider them to be any but uh yeah carry on i think my problem is it's a bit of throwaway for me inconsequential i don't think that i've really i would have missed anything if i hadn't have watched it 
and might have missed out on a cute character, otherwise known as the greatest character in the world. But I know about that already. I can see it on t-shirts and memes. I sometimes felt that I was just watching it and it was just something to have on in the background. Is that because it's part of the Star Wars universe? Because if that comes out and it's not related to any major franchise... No, I think the I like the bits where they're interlinked into the Star Wars. So I when I recognise particular alien races, for example, mm. or if there was a reference to a planet that I know in Star Wars, like yeah. Alderaan, for example. I, li- I like those. Those were the bits that sort of piqued my interest. I wanted maybe a little bit more Star Wars or more of a reference. Maybe I'm just a bit too keen on the old Skywalker saga, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think if you put that in any... Outside of any franchise, I think it's a great TV show. Mm. Um, I think you're holding it to something. Half the stuff we talk about, I could say, is in- inconsequential. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Westworld is consequential <laughs> in the fact that it makes me very angry, but uh, more of that next week. Yeah, yeah I just... Maybe, maybe I need more time to think about it. Maybe it's just... Maybe I'm being too harsh. You are. Okay, thanks. There's been something else that we've watched this week, but we haven't watched the whole series. I think other people have, because I've heard of people absolutely binge-watching this show and being in emotional, existential crises about it. I'm fuming that we've not seen more episodes. You've been desperate to watch another episode today, and we just can't do it. We just can't. It needs quiet contemplation. Should we talk about... Should we say the name of the show? Should we say the name of the show? Yeah, Normal People. Yeah. Uh, it is an adaptation of a book, I understand. Mm-hmm. Which That's I, Rooney. Which I didn't know until halfway through the episode we saw. Yeah. Uh, so it's a story of two sixth form kids. One from, well, as far as I can tell from what we've seen, one from a very privileged background, mm. uh, but a bit of an outcast at school. Mm. One from a more working class, lower middle class mm. background, um, but is the popular kid at school, he's the captain of the Gaelic football team, mm-hmm. uh, it's set in Ireland so he's a footballer, mm-hmm. um, and they know each other because uh, the boy's mother works as a cleaner in the girl's house. Yeah, and they attend the same school. And they attend the same school, but they don't mix in the same social circles, mm-hmm. but so far as, as far as we've seen, mm-hmm. there is certainly a blossoming relationship between the two of them. Yeah, that was really well put. Hmm. I love this. Yeah, so did I. I'm angry that we've not seen more. I, I feel like cancelling and watching a couple of episodes now and then coming back to finish this off. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. It was calm. It was gentle. Mm. Lots of natural light. That was sort of the, the look of it, I thought, was really lovely, which is why I sort of said to you when you, this afternoon, went, oh, should we put an episode on? And, you know, you've got a baby doing baby things in the corner and there's loads of stuff going on in the house it just wasn't the time to do it it needs i think either a sunday when small people are asleep or um like sunday afternoon or an evening and we watched it on an evening the first time and i think it was we were able to take it take it in okay the characterization is just phenomenal mm. the characterization of of school kids yeah. And the way that people react at school when you fancy someone, yes. when you're a teenager, yeah. was absolutely spot on. 
Yeah, I mean, this is very much my my thing. I love high school dramas, sixth form dramas. Goes back to Saved by the Bell. Um, I think probably growing up, it was very aspirational seeing Saved by the Bell, and it stuck with me there. Are you really wanting to see another episode because you think they're going to burst into song? No, that doesn't always happen. <laughs> okay. Although a lot of the things which I like that does. Um, okay, I'm surprised that this is this is directed by Lenny Abramson, who directed Room, mm-hmm. uh, Frank, both of which we really enjoyed. We really enjoyed both of them. It feels very non-male gazy. Mm. Um, there is a scene where just because of storyline reasons, mm. someone needs to clean a shirt, and she is in the girls' bathroom takes off a shirt and cleans it under the thing so she stood there in a bra. Mm. I think 10 years ago, and it, or even today, under a different set of eyes, that could be quite a leery scene. Yeah. It's not played like that at all. No, it's actually played as a character moment between two women. Yes. In the, in the bathroom, two teenage girls. And it, and it really enhances what, you know, what one has to put up with and what the other one is like, even behind closed doors. It's yeah. nothing to do with the fact that she's in a bra. But, and also, the um, romantic scenes, the the girl is pushing the romance there. Yes. She is much more lustful mm. com- than compared to the boy. He's a little bit hesitant and she's saying, no, no, this is, what I, this is what I want. Yeah. And you very rarely get to see women pushing um, themselves forward in terms of their sexuality on the, on the TV. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It's not male gazy at all. Did you know that um, there was an intimacy coordinator on this show? Okay. Which is the intimacy coordinator. I can't remember her name, but she's really made a big name for herself. She was on the radio, like Radio 4 or something the other day, explaining what an intimacy coordinator was and saying that she's now being flown around the world to work on different TV shows, different films. A mm. um, little bit coming out of Me Too and the um the essentially the violence against women that have, that have occurred on tv and, and film studios in the past mm. i mean we all know sort of infamous infamous scenes where women actors have have later on said i was playing a sexual scene but actually i've come away feeling quite sexually violated mm. um from from that scene and now we have someone who is there to protect both of the actors yeah in terms of their own emotional state as well as their physical state as well mm. so i heard something the other day where she said that instead of just saying to two people right just off you go into a corner and work it out between you and then come back and the director or or just go for it you know really really go for it in this scene or be gentle in this scene mm. the intimacy coordinator works with them to take them outside of their own body so it's not it's they're not thinking of it as their their body or or themselves as a sexual being mm. she asks them to think of different animals and make the noises <laughs> you're looking at me but you make the noises of that animal so you can imagine oh you know be um be a, uh, a chimpanzee and then you would <laughs> don't ask me to do it <laughs> you would be really loud and really vocal and you'd be moving around quite quickly whereas if with an with another animal like like sloth. say a sloth, i was gonna say a sloth then clearly that may, means that you would be you're gonna be much more um it's sort of calmer and gentle in, in the in the romantic scenes. Wow. Yeah. It's 
actually it's really interesting um and i think it's really good to protect everyone involved in the show because you the last thing you want is uh, our actors coming out later on down the line saying i have been traumatized by these scenes yeah the thing i like most about it only half an hour episodes yeah, I forgot about that actually. Which so you can just sl- slide <laughs> an episode what in. You could have put another one in. Yeah, just <laughs> easily when Blake's asleep. But no, apparently we're not allowed to do that. I haven't said that. I didn't say that. I said. <laughs> sorry, we're gonna have an argument. I said this afternoon there was no point in starting it because like he wants to play, and is noisy all the time so there's no point in having this beautifully calming emotional 30 minute piece of theater essentially because it's very theatrical on in the background while he's you know let's watch the second one before the podcast no let's get out of the way <laughs> but yeah we will definitely be following this up um and probably in a couple of weeks i think there's 12 episodes yeah i heard that i hadn't realized that it was quite there were quite that many, but 30 minutes mm. makes sense. We can fire on through it and we'll probably report yeah. back in a couple of weeks yeah, about yeah. our thoughts people, on the People series. are going mad on, on, yeah, on all the socials. I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, really. really and, and saying that they're in floods of tears. And so, yeah, look forward to that. Great. What do you want to talk about this week? Because you've been watching some things by yourself. Uh, just one thing, really. Um, so the one thing that I've been watching is Middleditch and Schwartz, their impromptu comedy special. You've had these on in the background while I've been sort of tootling upstairs and everything. Yeah, so it's if there's one thing Netflix doesn't need, it's mm. more stand-up comedy specials, I think. <laughs> but this is the first one I've ever actually watched because I've heard so many people whose opinion I respect mm. say nice things about it. Um, so what is it? So it's Thomas Middleditch who played the lead in Silicon Valley. Now, you watched Silicon Valley in the background while, again, I was pootling around, so I can't really recall who he is. He was also in Zombieland Double Tap recently, the second Zombieland film. Small, no, okay. Um, (laughs) You're fighting a losing battle here. And Ben Schwartz, who had a role, I've never seen either of these things, but he had a role in Parks and Recreation, and he recently voiced Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. But they're a comedy double act. What a role. And they do improv. Okay. So. I've heard a lot about improv Mm. from New York and LA hipsters on TV shows and podcasts. (laughs) I never really knew what it was. What do you understand by it? So you get up on stage and you don't really know what you're going to talk about and maybe someone throws you a line or throws you a theme. Yeah, so it's a bit like whose line is it anywhere. Mm -hmm. They will go on stage and they'll go to the audience and ask a question like who's got something coming up that they're excited or nervous about. Mm -hmm. And then they will have a small conversation where they'll just get to the bottom of what this thing is, mm-hmm. like pick up points where they can make plot points in there. And then they will make a long form sketch. So a 40 to 50 minute comedy sketch about it. Uh, on the fly, just the two of them playing multiple characters, swapping characters. You would hate this. I was just about to say, this sounds like, so you can just see it in my face, can't yeah. you? This sounds like something I would hate. The first episode, certainly, and I think the quality of this is going to be driven by the scenario they're given. The first one, I have never laughed so much at a TV show in my life. I It was when I watched it when you were <laughs> at the supermarket and I had to put Blake down because I couldn't see because <laughs> I was crying laughing that much. And a lot of the comedy comes from the sort of situations, sort of laughter comes from the chaos of the scenario. So they will forget names of characters, forget characters even exist, 
core characters the same as other characters because they get mixed up. Um, they ad lib themselves into corners which they need to get themselves out of. It is hilarious. They are two guys who clearly work well together, clearly enjoy working with each other, and just work so well in front of a live comedy crowd. I've seen two and a half of the three episodes. Uh, I think improv, from what I can tell, is notoriously unfilmable. But this, th- these two just seem to pull it off. It's so good. I'd say I'd suggest you even try watching one. Mm. You know, never I'm, gonna I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna watch this. <laughs> it's just not my cup of tea. But I'm sure there'll be other people out there who it'll be absolutely yeah. their bag. So, so start with the first episode. <laughs> The unorthodox. Start start with Same. episode one, then two, <laughs> then three. And, and and then carry on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you take that order, that's, that's how I did it. That's your recommendation. Yeah, or give, maybe give it a go. Maybe give episode one give a episode go. Give episode one a go. They're about 40 to 50 minutes each. Okay. In a house by myself with no one to laugh off. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. found I was crying laughing, okay. so give it a go. Great. It's a, it's a different date night, isn't it? I keep thinking, oh, there's going to be like a wacky film that I can make you watch. But this time round, it's a proper modern one that's got really good reviews. Subverting date night from the feature that we thought it would be. <laughs> pushing in a little Blu-ray. So, are you ready? I am ready for Knives Out. So, one thing that I'd say before we watch it. Mm. Um, because Uh-oh. I think normally we will say, oh look, spoilers for this film because it's 10 years old. Mm. Um, I would suggest because it's only been out at cinemas, mm. uh, it's never been on telly, it's never mm. been on any streaming service yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Let's just rein in the spoilers a little bit. Okay, um, okay. I don't think we need to talk about any third act plot points or anything like okay. that. Um, but we will review it and tell yeah. you what you think. Great. Cool. Let's do that. Let's go. Bye. I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot, and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise, the family had gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday. How was it, by the way? The party? Pre-my dad's death? Oh, it was great. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to request that you all stay until the investigation is completed. What? Can we ask why? Has something changed? No. No, it hasn't changed, or no, we can't ask. I'm gonna live till I die. You think one of his family walls walls. killed? Is that what you're suggesting? You all love twisting the knife into one another. Up your ass. Oh, very nice. Matter of fact, eat shit. How's that? Eat shit. Eat shit. Eat shit. Definitely eat shit. Something. Spill it. I suspect foul play. And I have eliminated no suspects. <laughs> Until I die. I suspect foul play. 
that's not my best one. I did that better earlier. Well, I think it's a bit cliche to uh, go for the full Benoit Blanc podcast introduction. What's the other one he does? My name is Benoit <laughs> Blanc. I did that better earlier as well. Yeah. That's a shame. So, hey, it's pressure. It's pressure of the recorder. We can all do it in rehearsal, love. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I feel that this part of the podcast is going to be quite short, uh, because that's a five-star film. I'm so glad you say that. That was brilliant. I think we should just stop the podcast now by saying, everyone, go out and watch Knives Out. That is the best like date night film I think we've had so far, in the concept of date night. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like go it- I feel like we've just beat the pictures, Yeah. and we've... Obviously, not had any snacks because that's annoying. Um, but maybe I've bought a little drink of my own in my handbag. I know, I'm not paying for. <laughs> you demanded halfway through that I got you some more dairy milk. So uh... yeah, but that's just, that's just to get me through life at the minute. Maybe I would have brought some dairy milk, or maybe you. Yeah, well, you would have. You would have gone to Tesco beforehand because there's a Tesco near the cinema in my little world. <laughs> And you would have gone beforehand and got some, some little snacks that don't rustle, like a dairy milk, taken it out of the wrapper and put it in like a bit of paper and then put it in your bag and handed it to me at the beginning of the show. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> Mark's going, <laughs> stop now, please. Okay, so let's let's go through this. Just without, we're not going to do any spoils in this point. Absolutely n- nothing. But... Can you explain to me what you mean by spoilers so that I've got a parameter? Clearly, no third act stuff. We said that earlier. Mm. Are we going to talk about the people who play the characters? Are we going to talk about the characters? I think it's fine to talk about that. Um, in a roundabout way, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think not talking about what they do? Or... Yeah, I think I think we talk about cast, we talk about mm. that. I wouldn't be adverse to put out a separate podcast talking about the actual spoiler stuff as yeah, I'm watching this. Yeah. So, look. So we might do that in the future. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd be happy just to do 10 minutes on that and then do another one, another 20 minutes after that <laughs> right now because I, I, I've got a lot I need to talk to you about on this. Okay. Having seen this for a second time, mm. this work, this is a perfect film. Okay. For me. So, you knew nothing about this film. Nothing. Who did you know was in it? So I knew Daniel Craig was in it and yeah. I knew of the character of Benoit Blanc and I knew he sounded like Foghorn Leghorn and I Is that knew mainly because that... I've been doing impressions yes. of him when I came back yes. from... and I knew my name is Benoit Blanc and I knew I suspect foul play <laughs> so I knew that before this occurred so I knew him Yeah. I only figured out that the actor Anna de Armas yes. was in this because we were talking about that the other night and I told you that she was Ben Affleck's girlfriend and because then she saw... was an answer on Pointless. Yes, that's right. Yes, and we got we got Pointless it right. final round. It was character uh, actors in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine, and I said, well, you said, oh, there's there's that woman that plays the hologram. I think she's called is she called Love? Oh, in... I don't know. Yeah, I know you hated that film, and I said, oh, I know her because she's Ben Affleck's partner. Yes. And she's all over the press at the moment. Mm. Oh. And do you know what her next role is? It's reuniting with Benoit Blanc. In oh, no in time Bob. to die. She's in Bob. You know what? I was thinking all the way through this, whilst there is clearly going to be a massive age differential differential yeah. between her and Daniel Craig, the chemistry they mm. have together 
is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, that's not something to stop Bond normally. Yeah, I know, but yeah, like, I don't want to see them as like love interest. Yeah. I think they make a lovely pairing. Yes. As just like friends or colleagues mm. or you know just normal people you know rather than them just getting together for getting together's sake hmm. okay so let's so that was it Mab. that's mm. all i knew daniel craig okay. and anna de Armas, and i only knew about anna de Armas from watching pointless the other day so okay so there is a even looking at the front you must did you not pick up on front of what the front of the dvd when i passed it to you last I, week i didn't look at the i didn't oh. look I didn't okay. look at the front. I don't know what I was looking at, but I wasn't <laughs> looking at the front. Is there like a cast list on the... the there is a you... portrait of the cast on the front. Oh, right. Because I, I can imagine... I'm going to look at the front now. Not mm. right now, but later on. I'm going to look at the front. And I would imagine that because there are so many big hitters in this film... Yeah. You would just list every single one. Because there's no one that's filler here. Everyone is brilliant. Yeah. Are you going to get it? Yes. So, there is... I mean... <laughs> So if I go, um, what are you doing? I'm getting that. Oh. So <laughs> that is the front. Okay. Um. Oh wow. I've got my glasses on. Um. But yeah, there were so many people. They've had to put it in tiny, tiny writing, going straight across <laughs> the block. And you're right. Yeah. There is a. There is a portrait. It's a bit. Um. Oh, what's that remind me of? Who's that director that does? Um, all the you know the big cast together. That's a little bit indie, and he's it's always got. Where's Anderson? Thank you. You know Royal exactly what I meant. That's exactly what I meant. Oh, God, so good. That is <laughs> you. You speak Elaine. That is exactly what mm. I meant. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? When you look at that, yeah. Just in the way that the even the fact it's more like a portrait rather than mm. um photographic. Anyway, yes. So that's that's all I knew. So going through the cast. We have uh, your favourite, Captain Von Trapp, Christopher Plummer. Love him. Love him so much. You love him from The Sound of Music? Yes. How old is his oldest daughter in that? Oh, shut up. <laughs> well, she's she's two different ages. Actually, if you really want to be clever, she's two different ages. At one point, she's 16. And the next time, when they come back from honeymoon, she's 17. Okay. So, And then you've got the kids, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, when you said kids, I thought you meant like the younger members no. of the cast. But yeah, no. you've got his kids, Jamie Lee Curtis. Along with her husband, John Johnson. John Johnson. We're seeing a lot of Don Johnson at the moment, aren't we? Yeah, because I saw this. This was out the same week as Watchmen. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that was that was quite a surreal week. And he looks very similar here. He's yes. got the same beard. and mm. Yeah. I suspect it was around about the, the same, same time. time. Yeah, yeah, I felt like that. You've also got Michael Shannon. And then the daughter-in-law, Tony Collette. Tony Collette. All mm. having a wonderful time. Everyone's having a wonderful time. But mm. I didn't feel that they were playing it too broad. Um, you've got Lakeith Stanfield mm-hmm. and someone else who I don't actually recognise, Noah Segan as the two detectives. Yeah, I didn't know Do Noah you... Segan. I kind of half recognise him. His eyes are quite... He's in The Last oh, Jedi, he he's in, in Brick, he is a, oh, okay. yeah, he's in the, oh yeah, so his four credits on IMDb, the four main credits are Brick, Last Jedi, Looper, and Knives Out. Right. So he's clearly, yeah, uh, yeah. he's okay. clearly a friend of Rian Johnson. Do you know Lucky Stanfield? Yeah, he's from uh, Get Out, I know him from that. Is he? Yeah, he's one of the guys in Get Out, he's, I don't want to spoil Get Out, but yeah, he's one of the people that turns up in Knives Out. I mean, that's 
great. Oh, but yes, not it is. Out. Not no, out. Get Out. Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. He's also very, he's one of the stars of Atlanta. Right, okay. Where he's probably best known. Yeah. Uh, he plays very much a stoner in that, and that's mm. quite a... It's quite a different. Uh, yeah, all the role. things I've seen him in are very different, and he's he's a grounding force in this, isn't yeah. he? As a policeman. And then the kids' kids have got Chris Evans, mm-hmm. who's having an amazing time. Yes. Um, he's totally throwing away Captain America in this, isn't he? Yeah, Catherine Langford from mm-hmm. Thirteen Reasons Why. I know her. I've never seen, that, but I but... don't know why. But I felt I knew her. And the kid from it. Jaden yes. Martell. Yeah, Jaden Martell, yeah. Mm. It's such a good cast. Yeah. Uh, how would you think it compares to... Because you are a big fan of murder mysteries. Love them, yeah. How do you think it compares? I thought this was absolutely superb. Most of the time, mm. with a murder mystery, I know what's going on pretty quickly. Okay. I've seen so many of them. I know the tropes. Mm. I can work it out pretty quickly. And actually, it's one of my favourite games to do. I know this makes me sound really, really sad. Yeah. But when I watch a murder mystery... If I, I could probably get halfway through the first episode and I know what it is and mm. then I feel really, really happy with myself when, yeah. you know, episode three comes around and it's like, oh, yes, it was, you know, Mrs. White in the billiard room with, yeah. you know, the dagger. That's kind of my, you know, I love Clue and, and I like things that subvert the genre as well. Mm. So when I first watched this, when I was first watching this, I thought, oh, am I going to work this out? Am I going to work this out? Didn't get there. Didn't get mm. there at all complete surprise every single twist every single um subplot they were so far ahead of me yeah and things are um, obviously don't want to go too far into it mm. things are revealed in an order which i wouldn't necessarily you're not expecting it to be revealed yeah. in you get information at times when the narrative doesn't necessarily yeah. lead you to expect it at yeah that and point. you're kind of thinking how far are we through the film yeah yeah there's one point in particular i thought this is too much is this a dream is this the yeah. truth so you're constantly playing against you know I generally thought rater. in the cinema they'd put a reel in the wrong order or mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. um, because yeah there seems to be far too much revealed too early and then yeah. that's flipped around and... I was so pleased because mm. with these things it's a murder mystery it sets yourself up and you think I kind of I know this so well it's going to be tropey and I know, I've, I'd heard on the grapevine that it was something that was uh, Ryan Johnson oh is it Ryan Johnson I never Ryan know Johnson. Ryan Johnson the director, he's obviously a fan of this genre, mm. so he's gonna throw in all of those stereotypes, all those all those tropes. So is it just gonna be a tick box exercise and am I just gonna pick it up really, really quickly? Yeah. Didn't have a clue. Didn't have a clue. Loved it. The other thing that's very different about this film mm. in comparison to other murder mysteries that, that I've watched anyway, yeah. is that other murder mysteries that I see are are, are not cinegraphically wonderful. Yeah. C- cinematography cinematography <laughs> cinematography yeah yeah that, that's what you do know yeah. what I mean it looks so different mm. and yet the setting is so I mean it's generic isn't it you're, you're in a house we are can we say that yeah, yeah. you're in a house as you would be in most murder mysteries you're mm. in um, in a property probably 80% of the action takes place within within the family residence yeah and mm. you have the you know the usual things of family all being gathered together and mm. you know those things that you kind of roll your eyes at they even have them in adverts now where people gather around the fireplace and all of that happens but the way that he shoots this film everything is angular so for the first sort of half an hour my eyes took 
a real amount of battering mm. because I was looking at it thinking, wow, I'm having a blink here. It's not just your um, uh, your actor looking at you and you're looking back at them. The way that he shoots, even just in a room, there's things in the background, there's, there's angles everywhere. You're mm. not just looking at someone face on. You're looking at them from the floor. You're looking at them from the ceiling. So for me, it was a bit, whoa, you know, my eyes were just all over the place. And then you've got the set, the set design. Mm. I've never seen anything like it. They must have sat for hours and, and months, weeks, months, you know, year yeah. to plot every single thing in the background of every shot. There is no point in this film where I feel they've just thrown someone into a location. Mm. At one point in time, there's a scene with some food and I looked at the condiments on the table and thought, someone has thought about every single condiment there and the way that they are crossed over or the way that they are situated. You really want... I'm just yammering at you. You you look like you want to say something. No, 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 no. I'm just happy to watch you go. Because yeah. this is all I think, everything I wanted to talk to you about ever yeah. since I saw it before Christmas. Um, I think I've missed a million things. It's, it's worth a second view. If not a third? If not, well... Uh, yeah. Do you get anything else out of it? I I could watch it again now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I love this film. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad that you did too. Are you um like you? I've been watching Death. We talked about Death on the Mile. Death on the Mile. Yeah. We've been talking about Death on the Mile a lot on this yes. podcast. I've had it on in the background, and I find it really relaxing just to stick it on because mm. it's from 1978. It's you know big cast members, a bit like this, yeah. an ensemble cast. You know, spoiler alert. It's got um. Angela Lansbury in it, so you know I'm I'm sold. Um, but that is a very sort of standard cinematography, standard old school mm. um, murder mystery. I've never seen you put something like that on or talk to me about those sorts of films like Agatha Christie's. So I I love them, but I never really watch them because I don't, I don't think there's that many being made now. Do you mean now, or what about the old ones? Have you seen, like, you've not seen Death on the Nile? I've not have seen Death you, on the Nile. Have you seen the one about on the train that I can't think of the name of? We went to see that. Oh, the new... <laughs> Married on the Orient Express. The, the new, yeah. <laughs> the new yeah. one, yeah. But I yeah. mean, like, the old school no, one. never seen Would it. Would you watch a Poirot, for example? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have love you it. watched I'll... a Poirot? No, never. Okay. <laughs> so, so you would watch it, but you ha- you're not someone who sat on a Sunday night... No, yeah. I've never seen shows. I've never seen a Midsummer Murders, mm-hmm. which is mad because my parents watch oh, it all the bloody time. Oh, your parents love Midsummer Murders. Yeah. It was on today as well. Yeah. Every time I hear the theme tune, I think of them. I've never seen a... Uh, I've seen... Oh, well, Cracker's not really the same because Crack, I've seen oh, Cracker. Yeah, and Cracker, but, you know them. Yeah, it's a dark I've never movie. seen a... Um, You've not seen a Morse. You said yeah. that the other day and I couldn't believe that. Uh, the only Poirot I've ever seen is the Murder on the Orient Express that you mm-hmm. that we went to see. Have you seen a marple? Oh, no, 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 okay. never at all. Not even the mirror cracked from side to side, which is my other favourite, uh, <laughs> Christy, which again has Angela Lansbury in. No, no yeah, never no. seen it. I've seen one Columbo. One Columbo? Yes. How can you have gone through life? How can you have been at university and have only seen one Columbo? What were you doing? Were you not just sat I was in front of getting drunk and uh... <laughs> so you weren't sitting on an afternoon just watching repeats of Columbo? No, I watched Number Time and uh, Through the Dragon's Eye <laughs> and Jordy Racer actually. What on earth was that? So look and read. There was yeah, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. yeah. Through the Dragon's like, Eye was. That's not on a, at uni, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what you, which channels you've been watching. Like the ones with schools programs on. Okay. Um, <laughs> through the Dragon's Eye was so it went Dark Towers, then Geordie Racer, then Through the Dragon's Ooh. Eye. Racer. I only know Jodie Racer. Oh, Dark Towers was good. Um, yeah, I think we're Maybe getting not. away. Yeah, I've seen Clue. Uh huh. I have seen, and that's probably the amount of yeah. I love a made a mystery, but I love trying to. I used to, I loved the Usborne. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Detective books. Detective books yeah. When I was a kid. Yeah. Um, we have that now. We have that now. I got we you it as a pre-wedding present. You did. Um, a compendium of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love that. But yeah, I think I've just never picked up upon them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we've got this, <laughs> we've got this facility where you make me watch films. So uh, just prepare for that. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Crown Club. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'd say is mm-hmm. to anyone listening, if you haven't seen Knives Out, mm-hmm. it's three quid to rent on Amazon. You pay that for like a small glass of wine in a bar. Make it your Saturday night, next week, get a, get a bottle of wine in or whatever your tipple is of choice and rent this for, uh, on Amazon for hit, on HD for three quid. And turn your phone off because I just turned my phone mm. upside down, put it far away and didn't look at it apart from when you went the loo. Yeah. That was perfect because then you just concentrate on it and you're not faffing about in the background. Mm. And then maybe next Saturday night we mm-hmm. put out another podcast. With, with spoilers. With spoilers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Let's do that. Right. So next week, anyway, <laughs> next Saturday night, we will be watching. <laughs> I forgot about this bit. Yeah, because technically this is your week that you've just yeah, burned yeah. on this. Yeah, but we've, I take it we've both given five stars. Oh, to, I would, uh, I would give this five stars every out. day of the week. So, so what will I be watching next week? So I'm missing going to cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This was the cinema in the run up to the coronavirus was very much a therapy thing for me mm. i went to work all week and then took a couple of hours out on a sunday yes. i've got a pass for odian and i'm missing it yeah and this week i would have been going to see black widow okay which has now been postponed yes but i think we're gonna get some marvel in ah marvel so Very strange relationship with marvel recently on twitter mm-hmm. there was a quite controversial opinion piece mm-hmm. of what is the worst Marvel film between Thor 2, The Dark World, and Iron Man 3. Neither of which I have seen. Thor 2 is probably one of the worst Marvel films. Iron Man 3 would be in my top 10. So next week, we're going to be watching Iron Man 3. Just to throw a spanner in the work. Yeah. Does it matter that I've not seen Iron Man 2? No. No, right. No. Okay. You so know I the can, characters. I know the character. It's, it's not, not a the... direct sequel. Right. It is. Yeah. It's a standalone story. You were aware of Iron Man. You've seen Iron Man one, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, you've yeah. seen obviously and the seen Avengers. All and, the yeah. Avengers films. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do you know anything about it? No. Do you know who's in it? Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Possibly. <laughs> Coldplay's ex-wife. Yeah. John Favreau. He pops up in things. Yeah. He probably is. Yeah. That's, I would recommend... That's, that's my level. I would recommend staying away from it because oh, there don't, are... Don't worry, Mark. I'm yeah. not going to look it up. <laughs> Panic not. Every time you went to the loo when I was watching this, you kept yeah. saying to me, don't look up, don't look up any spoilers. I was, I'm not going to look up any spoilers. Was, it was tongue-in-cheek. Was it? Okay. Mm. But yeah, there are... I think 
it's got one of the most interesting plot structures of the Marvel films. Something they haven't done since and haven't done before. So um, something a bit different. Yeah, something, but it's definitely something a bit different. Cool. Uh, so yeah, let's do that. Right then, thanks for listening, everyone. We had a bit of a, um, a moment today, didn't we? Because we realised that people were listening from the USA and the Philippines. And also... From Tasmania. From Tasmania. <laughs> so, um, th- through us a little bit. Because it was essentially, when we first started this off, we thought, you know, a couple of our mates might listen. Mm. And now we've gone a bit international. So, um, hope, hope you're enjoying this random chat that we are having in our living room. Uh, but yes, seriously, thanks everyone for listening. We um, had news recently that um, one of our friends, little girl, was watching Pete's Dragon repeatedly, which absolutely melted my heart. So um, special hello to Amelia. And uh, I hope you're enjoying singing all the songs to your parents repeatedly. <laughs> See you soon, everyone. See you later. Before you go, just thought we'd mention that you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the honeymoon pod or twitter.com forward slash the honeymoon pod. From there, you should find all the links you need to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, yay, or your favourite podcatcher. See you next week.